Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we discuss Spice Adams' final Overwatch antics, the new Sinatra skin, and details for the Summer Showdown Tournament. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 19 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you're doing well this week. Hope you enjoyed watching the league come back after its two-week hiatus. Um, We're back to getting our Overwatch League tokens, and as you heard from the intro, Sinatra's skin just got released. Uh, We'll get to that in a bit. Um, Just housekeeping. How you been, Kevin? How's things Uh, on your end? Yeah, everything's pretty pretty good right now. yeah, we're cleaning out my grandmother's house. Um, she passed away in December, but we are moving out a lot of her stuff. Um, so we actually have a piano in our house now. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, I've never played piano, uh, but I, I guess I guess I have to learn now. Um, You're an Asian who's never played piano. What? Okay, okay, okay. I played I played like you know the basic stuff like you know like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and like hitting notes every once in a while whenever I was over there, but I never like got good at it. I the musical instrument of choice for me was the guitar, so I know how to play guitar really well, but I don't know how to play piano. Um, so yeah other than that i've been working on my new stream setup in the uh the other room i finished the pc and i got it to work all the pieces are together um so i'm just really excited to get all of that up and running uh how about you how how have you been this week um just in general very busy uh i feel like i don't have a lot to do but I also have a lot to do at the same time. And it's just like, I wake up too late in the day to get it done at a reasonable hour. Like I'm, I'm working on doing editing for this, the other podcast. I've got owl to watch for this podcast. I'm working on that horror anthology and like my internet is not reliable a lot of the time. So like this week I was supposed to do a lot of different tasks for the other podcast, like download different files on premiere and try to get them to work. And my internet kept cutting out on the day that I was trying to do it. So I'd be downloading a file that's maybe like a gigabyte. And on top of my internet being slow, like it would decide to cut out. So I'd be like at least halfway through downloading. The internet would cut out, then I'd have to download it from the beginning all over again when my internet came back. Um, it's just AT&T sucks out where I live. Sad face. Um, but aside from that, not much. I'm waiting for The Last of Us to come out, I think, on Friday, the 19th? Yeah, that's Friday. So I'm excited for that. And, oh, I, I talked about last week how I ordered the Overwatch book. Um, I'm guessing this has to do with Corona because what else? What other reason could there be? But it's going to take them 10 to 12 days to ship it out. Like, that's not even the shipping time itself. That's just like, it's going to take us 12 days before we even give you your book to the mail. I understand that kind of stuff. It's just where where you order something and then they're like, oh yeah, it's going to take us 10 days to put it in a box. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess. I really can't say no at this point. Like, I feel like it's going to take longer if I just cancel and wait. So uh, 
Yeah, it you just have to go for it. I mean, I think the only like reasonable solution at this point is a Nicolas Cage style heist movie. Just oh yeah. Break into the, the Scholastic Warehouse and get my book for myself. There you go. Full uh, national treasure on them. How's Valorant going? And, and also, you, uh, you had a, the Valorant stuff this weekend, right? Yes, I had a lot of Valorant stuff this week. And I essentially get like three days to kind of rest. Um, today is one of those days, so I'm really happy. Um, but yeah, I'm casting Valorant every Thursday through Sunday um, until the end of the month. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of play like a ridiculous amount of play for for me at least it feels like there's so much going on that like i have to keep up with all the schools who's on what and uh so on and so forth but um yeah it was really fun to watch there was a lot of uh good highlights from a lot of schools um it was random seating i do understand so a lot of the teams just either got rolled or were rolling um but i feel like once we get down to the group of 16 which is later on this week we're gonna start finding teams that are like you know cream of the crop like next level high level play so just really excited to see what the uh what the collegiate scene is going to bring to this tournament compared to how overwatch was when it first came out how robust does the Valorant scene look like so far? Um, for Art U is probably pretty much the only team that I could really talk for. Yeah. Um, in this tournament, um, they're allowing alumni to play, so I I could I could have tried out, but uh, I'd rather you know leave it to the leave it to my old coaches to to run it. But it's more like, um, it's so fresh. It's still really really new. So a lot of these teams either know each other from a long time ago through playing overwatch or through playing counter-strike and then kind of like shuffling over to this new game rather than rather than it be like a fresh scene where there's some there are some teams that are just like brand new that are just made for this game um but a lot of people have like history together and they all hang out and so that chemistry is still there from overwatch um Mm -hmm over over to valorant but when it comes to like skill we don't really know until we actually get in it's kind of exciting to see what the college scene has because most of these are just club teams and i i really respect you know a lot of the schools who are trying to get clubs um or have a club but want to get recognition by their school to you know be in these things that's how you get an esports program started like you you do that well enough like the school's going to start taking interest so i feel like you know this is a great way for teams to start really showing up and getting the attention of their school um right now it's the west coast war so it's all like mostly west coast schools that have like you know it's like university of san francisco um we have like San Francisco State, we have San Diego State, like UCLA, Berkeley, um, you know, Art U, all like everybody from the West Coast is playing in this one. But I've been talking with the heads. They want to do one on the East Coast as well, and probably one in the Midwest. So if you guys are interested, if you guys are listening from the other side of the coast, hello. Uh, how's it going? Um, but also, um, 
just keep your eyes out. This is kind of a big deal because at first this was just supposed to be like a college hangout kind of thing. Um, but Team Liquid got involved and now they really want to push this further. So it's it's really exciting to have, you know, a big company like Team Liquid um, really help us out on that. So regions are already starting to form too. Like you said, East Coast and Midwest are looking to start something. Mm-hmm. So right now we only have the West Coast one, but I mean, for me casting, it doesn't really matter if what coast I'm on, as long as I kind of, you know, know, know a little bit about the school and who's on the team. Um, I can, I can cast it. So I'm just really excited to see, um, you know, what the East Coast could bring. And then hopefully we get like a full nationwide collegiate like tournament and at that point we can maybe you know have a little bit more prizing have a higher prize pool have higher stakes you know um i feel like that's just that's just the way to go well keep us updated on that scene it's always really cool to see a a new esport um try to establish itself in the market and see uh what the fan base is like and, and where it goes from there the thing though i feel like once again overwatch is still really solid um it has its it has its fan base. It's got a completely different play style um, from Valorant. Valorant is, once again, it's very slow. Um, so if, for me, like, sometimes I actually miss that. Like, I've been telling my crew, we've been playing Valorant, and they're like, yo, it feels like I'm playing playing chess against this other team right now. It's just, we're, we're, we do our thing, calculate our plays, we either win or lose, and that's fine. But like in Overwatch, you just like go in. You you press W, you you get some abilities, you get some kills, and then you just keep moving. It's kind of like the difference between playing like a shooting range game like Aim Lab and then playing like Doom Eternal. Like Doom Eternal's run and gun like 100%. And then like the other one is just, you know, point and click. So just kind of kind of the difference there. Yeah. And, like, it's a very fast game, Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just abilities happening here and there. Um, you just, you, can't, you have to keep track of ults. That's one thing that, like, it felt weird coming back from Valorant to play Overwatch. Because um, in Valorant, they tell you if the enemy team has an ult. So you could be like, oh, they have this, this, and this this turn. Let's just, like, let's bait that out. Maybe lose this round, and that'll be fine. Um, then we could win later, but like in Overwatch, you have to guess. You have to be like, "Oh wait, it's been two fights, and the Reinhardt's got three kills on each one." All right, well, he's he's got chatter for sure. I have to play against this, or they have an Echo with duplicate possibly, so I have to hold my shield, make sure I could protect against the second chatter. But doesn't seem to happen quite often. Uh, I, I usually block one, and then the Echo's behind me for some reason. So. Getting into our news this week, um, Spice Adams had his last hurrahs with the Overwatch League this week. Um, the last official Spice Adams video actually happened last week. I think it was uploaded the day that we casted our last episode, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. But he was watching the Shanghai Dragons versus the Seoul Dynasty for the championship match of the May Melee. He's still at the same level as where we left him. He's not really progressing that much. Um, 
the, I think the the most interesting thing I learned from this episode is again more of the uh, the Britishisms that we don't have uh, that they say over here. Like I, th- from what Sideshow is saying, in, in the UK, pants are underwear, are what we call underwear. Um, what we call a sweater is called a jumper, according to him. And I think the most interesting one is that. Um, that you know that at, when you're watching a sports game, right, and it's the like the last maybe two minutes on the clock, and everything's coming down to the wire, right? Mm-hmm. Do we we don't have a term for that here, do we? Uh, it's like just against the clock, really. We say like, you know, getting down to the wire. Okay. Maybe you know, uh, what is it? Cutting it close, like just kind of terms like that. Yeah, in, in the UK, um, according to Sky Show, uh, it's called Squeaky Bum Time, which... Uh, okay. It, that sounds like something that should have happened in episode 18 of our podcast. That doesn't sound like something that's safe for work. And I looked this up on Google. That's It's an actual Britishism that it's... Let me, let me look it up right now and say exactly what it says on on the google definition yeah i'm, I'm really wondering and the funny like, thing about this was like sci- uh not sideshow spice kept uh joking about it he said like sticky bum time sweaty bum time etc etc if i told you something was squeaky bum time like what would you think like just in casual conversation some some british guy is like oh it's squeaky bum time what would you think it's like time for a bath, maybe. Like, or I just got out of a bath and I'm clean, right? Like, yeah. That that's what I come up with when when I hear squeaky bum time. Uh I wouldn't think of it as like, you know, a sweaty moment. Uh according to the Cambridge Dictionary, um, it's used humorously to refer to the final stages of a soccer competition where more than one team can win and people become very excited and nervous. I can, I can see that, but why the squeaky squeaky term and also the bum term? Like, I understand if it was like, you know, a sweat moment. If you said it like, that, that makes sense. Like, both teams, are, like, it's stressed. Like that's... Yeah, like, stress sweating is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like clutch moments uh you know buzzer beaters like things like that like that kind of makes sense but like yeah is it because like you're so sweaty that when you walk your bum squeak is that the whole like connection there i'm i'm a, I'm a little confused about how they got from you know it, it's it's sweaty and like stressful to you know a squeaky bum time <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm at a very much of a loss here. Like, I, it's, I think it's really understanding, learning etymology, or where certain phrases come from and how they evolve over time. So, I'd be really interested in looking into this. And if I figure it out by next week, I will, I will bring back my findings as to why it's called squeaky bum time. But anyway, so, um, even though this, like, this was his last official video, kind of like learning the ropes with a sideshow he did come back into the overwatch league in a more um i guess a more official capacity he helped 
uh, quote unquote cast the uh, match on Blizz World between the Titans and the Defiant this week. Um, he called Sideshow an egg because Sideshow shaved his head and he looks like an egg. Um, he does. But it was it was more of the same of uh, what Spice was doing. Like I was hoping like he'd just out of left field like actually do some useful casting. But it was more of he was more of the comedic relief as he usually is, and I mean that's fine. It was a good change of pace. Like it wasn't that high stakes of a match where like you really needed the casters to tell you what's going on and break everything down. Um, maybe that's why they chose this to be the match where uh, Spice was coming in to help cast. Um, but I mean, in the end, I think it was a very nice encapsulation of having Spice be part of the Overwatch League. There was a moment where he did actually, like, they asked him, like, what is your strategy coming into this? If you're the attacking team, how are you going to try to push this point? And he actually did have good advice. He said, um, well, first he stopped by the vending machine because with Spice, everything is food. But then he also said, like, go from the high ground and, like, attack them from there, then go and drop on the point. Which, like, actually, that's what you should do when that's what the team did do. Um, but my big thing is, like, now that this is all over... Um, Spice has had his episodes. He's actually casted in the league. Um, he is an actual sports caster for football. Uh, he's played professional sports. Um, but the, the stated purpose of this promotion was to try to get more traditional sports fans into watching Overwatch League. Um, like, what do you think is a, could the possible metric of that be for the Overwatch League? Like, how can you even, how could you possibly, like, tell whether or not that was effective because i personally don't think that seeing spice adams casting with sideshow is enough to draw really anybody into watching the league as much as i love the league yeah i do agree i feel like it it was cool to have him on it was cool to show like you know we're cool we could hang out with uh you know the the big like major sports but i feel like they need esports now more than ever just because of COVID-19 and the way how it's mm -hmm. affecting everyone um so if anything I don't know how you could yeah I really don't know how you can measure that metric of how Spice Adams specifically helped the Overwatch League or vice versa how Overwatch League helped Spice Adams um get more people to you know watch his content um yeah like I I figured out who Spice Adams is because of this video like I'd never heard of him before Exactly. Like same thing with me. Like even though I come from a sports background, I don't. I didn't. I didn't really know him for his casting that much. Um, I feel like if you grabbed once again, like if you grabbed like somebody who was like a bigger player, in my opinion, or if you grab somebody who is huge in the sports scene who's willing to cast alongside you, um, I feel like that would be a bigger draw. Um, I'm lo I'm looking at like Luka Doncic as an option, you know, he plays Overwatch quite a bit. Uh, he's cool. Bring Zed in. Have Zed sit on the desk for a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, like bring back like those celebrities who are more active um, in the community to really like bring them in. Not only will it help the Overwatch League, but it will also help them really promote themselves. Um, I, I looked it up. I, I did uh, squeaky bum time. Uh, the etymology. It oh. comes from Sir Alex Ferguson, who is a um, Scottish Association football manager. 
So once again, like, you know, this whole soccer ties. Um, it is a former player referencing the sound that is made when moving around in a plastic seat while squirming under pressure. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that makes sense. Now we understand, you know, it, if it's like a, you know, like a vinyl or like a plastic seat that you're like squirming around in, I understand that squeaky bum time now. Like, but I, it's very, very specific. See, now I can actually picture that. Like, I, I, I most recently felt that feeling. I was watching Parasite in theaters. Like, I was literally moving around in my chair every five minutes just because of how, how tense it was. So I can yeah. easily see that in, in a stadium watching a, a match on their cheap seats. Yeah, and I, I understand that. Yeah, I do, I do agree with Parasite. Uh, literally, it's so stressful to watch. Uh, and you feel for them and that's literally how you feel like you're uncomfortable in a position because you don't know whether or not they're gonna they're gonna do it or not and then you know figure out if you can fill it out or finish it off so uh yeah squeaky bum time does not have to do with cleans uh cleanliness it comes with uh how uncomfortable you are in a in a plastic chair so it's pretty cool I want to try using this in America now and just see like how just, many people get confused. It is an interesting term. I feel like it's it can be thrown around. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it will catch on. I feel like it's it's too football or soccer associated for now. Like it's I feel too like regional. Okay, yeah, it's too regional. If somebody used it in like a big cast, I would say like let's say like a finals game in like basketball or baseball or something you know it's like say they said like oh we're, we're in squeaky bum time like i would understand it other people would be like what does that even mean and then they'd start using it oh we should oh man if you if you ever like cast a big like nba thing or or make it to well i mean it's in the league now but like if you actually get into like a traditional sports thing kevin please do that please please make squeaky bum time a thing I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to throw it in. Try to sprinkle it in. I know I'm gonna, for sure, throw it into the next cast. Like, do it, please. By do looking it. by looking at the teams that are coming up, um, on this next, uh, this next week, um, yeah, there's gonna be some really, really stressful games that I'm like, I, I'm just not ready for. I don't think I'm ready for it. Well, in the end, like I think. On one hand, like, Spice did okay learning this new sport with whatever else is going on in his life. But on the other hand, like, I feel like he could have learned it a little bit better. He's had pretty much over a month now to learn Overwatch. Like, I mean, I I, I don't know about you, Kim, but I was kind of expecting a little bit more out of his, his final appearance with Overwatch, just considering how... Yes, it's a fast-paced game, and like I, I fully realized how, how fast it was when I was watching um, Spice Cast because it, it, he was very confused about how fast it was going in real time, because the the previous matches he watched, you could pause it, you could rewind it because they had been previously casted, but watching it happen like in the instant is is very fast, like especially when they're changing cameras on you, changing angles. You, as someone who hasn't really been playing the game, I can see it's very confusing, but. Um, 
do you think like given the amount of time he had he should have been able to at least do a, a little bit more on the casting side or at least understand the game a little better yeah i i feel like it's it's two ways like Yes, I feel like he could have done more, but I also feel like it's the amount of engagement that he's had with the game. Uh-huh. Um, for for me, like in order to actually start like casting a game, regardless of what it is, I have to play it for a few hours, right. or at least like I spend like two days just enjoying the game, and then like day three, I start breaking it down like even harder. So that that goes for any game, by the way. Like you can cast Tetris. If you really wanted to, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I've you, seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's very doable. It so, exists like professional Tetris. Yeah. So like the first couple days, like you, you play it and you're like, oh yeah, I, I know how this works. But then like, once you get down to like later parts, you're like, yo, okay, he's got, he's got a T-spin that like, he's got a T-spin. Uh, he's waiting on that line piece. Uh, he's waiting for the reverse L. Maybe he could sweep the L block into the corner. Like you're just breaking down things like that. And you're like, if anybody else were to walk in on you, like talking about that, they'll be like, what the, what the hell are you even talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you're so used to it and you're so comfortable with the, with the idea of Tetris, um, you can just go off when you need to. And that's just how it is for a, for overwatch as well like for any video game you just have to take your time learning the process um and then by the time that you get there uh you'll be you'll be ready to go well in the end congrats to spice for giving overwatch league a try um it was fun while it lasted maybe they'll bring him in down the line and he'll surprise us again if he actually um really wants to try to learn it uh his perspective is pretty funny uh he does come in with the football analogies too so it would be interesting to see how he brings that um, more traditional sports experience to the desk if he's ever, or the desk or the casting crews, if he ever wants to actually come back. I'm sure that the league would welcome him. Um, but yeah, uh, he wasn't the only guest this week. Um, we actually had Tay Zonde join the Watchpoint desk at one point. Kevin, you know who Tay Zonde is, yeah? yeah You're familiar? Yeah. I heard I heard that he made his appearance on on this and yeah I remember Tezande. I remember when when the first video came out. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know who Tezande is, watch the video Chocolate Rain on YouTube. This was like mid 2000s, I want to say I want to say 2009ish or maybe a little bit earlier, between 2007 and 2009 I want to say, back when YouTube was still new, no one really knew what to do with it. And this guy named Tezande put out a song called Chocolate Rain. I I don't really know why it took off. Kevin, you might have a better insight on this on me than me as to why Chocolate Rain became so famous. But from what I remember is it's because he has this really deep voice singing this really weird song. And every time he needed to breathe, he would pull his head away from the mic, breathe and then pull his head back. And it was just so weird to watch him. And like the reason he was doing that is so that he his breath wouldn't be caught on the audio. But it's just it was just so interesting to see how he his head just ducked out of the way really quickly. Yeah. Um Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is, but uh t- I just looked it up once again YouTube. Uh Chocolate Rain was uploaded. The, the Tezande uploaded that 13 years ago. 
It's 2007. Okay, okay. I got my range kind of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally beginning of YouTube era. Like, um, the funny thing about this, though, is like, most people think, oh, well, old memes are old. Like, why why are we back here? Um, if you watch Weezer's Pork and Beans, like, they actually brought Tezande on there. Um, but that whole video is like 2007, 2008 memes that have been circulated and watching it now um you just kind of you're taken back down memory lane of just like all of these old like original memes the things that really started it all yeah um but it's really cool to see like you know we, we everybody thinks oh what happened to Tezande? well he's just doing music now he's he's still in the in the area he's still doing things but uh, to also know that he plays, you know, a game that we all enjoyed. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they didn't bring him on earlier. Yeah, definitely. Like, this was a two uh, guest star week, so that's, that was a bit surprising. I think they could have spaced it out a little better. But, I mean, this dude is internet royalty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Chocolate Rain has survived for, for this long. And, like, a lot of the people who do watch the Overwatch League came up with youtube so this is this is a trip down memory lane for a lot of us so i i mean i'm not sure honestly i'm not sure why they brought him on for watch test because watch point because he didn't really do much they just kind of asked him a little bit about himself and his history with overwatch like uh he's been playing since the closed beta in 2016 um if he could he would play Junkrat and only Junkrat, but he does flex so when he plays tank, he prefers Arisa, and when he uh, heals, he can he prefers to go Zen. Um, he is an LA Valiant fan. I believe there is a video on YouTube of him touring the Valiant training facility. Um, he said he likes the Valiant because he likes the uh, their community engagement. He likes a lot of the uh, charities that they partner with, and uh, also that he he became friends with the owner of the Valiant. So there's that. Uh, his favorite player right now is ksp um and out of all the metas that he's seen this game go through he's a really big fan of the current meta um we don't really have a name for it yet he called it the ksp meta just because they were talking about ksp but i would have to agree with him i think i'm i'm enjoying watching the league more now than i have when it was just goats or it was i mean dive was fun um when it was just goats or double shield it got really boring I think, but right where I think where it is now, um, it's a lot healthier. Yeah, I feel like post rollock really helped. Um, but once again, like I'm, I'm still on the fence about hero hero bands. Like I do understand like all of the, the shakeups. The shakeups are good. Um, having different things happen every week is good. But uh, I feel like we are just kind of on like a rotating door of like what's the meta, what what's being played. Um, but that's just at the highest level. Like right now, like hero pools in terms of, you know, like our actual competitive games don't really exist. So between having Spice on the show and having Tay Zande on the Watchpoint show, what do you think, and this is completely arbitrary, but what do you think had more impact with the fans of Overwatch League? I think we're memers. I think we remember... Like, you know, Chocolate Rain. I feel like Tezande's, like, appearance overall was probably better for the league. Um, 
but for the legitimacy of esports, I think Spice Adams probably helped, you know, bridge that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like one of the bigger steps, like right now at least that I know of, is like we need the American public to like help organize esports tournaments in a way where we can get them on television to fill the void right now. Like, I know. Like the MLB is trying to make a comeback right now. Um, the NBA is trying mm-hmm. to resume and all that stuff. But at the same time, like during this time, we could have had, you know, esports. We could have had, you know, smaller or like even bigger Overwatch tournaments on TV. We could have had like Rocket League. We could have brought on Rainbow Six. Like there's just so many options out there. We kind of like missed, we, we missed the window of opportunity. Last of, I guess, the May Melee news that we're going to bring up is uh, very briefly, like, I barely noticed anything about this at all, but there was a frag content, frag video contest, I guess, for the, the May Melee, and the winner got $3,000 as a prize. I had no idea what a frag video was, and I'm still not sure I know what a frag video is, but I mean, if you're a video editor, you can win money by editing videos for Overwatch League, so... Yay? Yeah. Kevin, what's a frag frag video? Okay. Um, A frag video actually comes from like a long time ago um, during the CSGO era. Essentially, the best things are just like lucky shots. They're either lucky shots, like really highlight real kind of material. Um, And yeah, the, the, the frag video is supposed to be um just like crazy insane gameplay it's not necessarily like it it could be top fragging it could be um just like random things happening um but mainly it's memorable moments and massive like skill plays um versus like you know just cool things like it could be I feel like in a frag video, like one of the first things that like you would involve would be like Defran's Zarya hop over on like Hollywood, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that's a frag video worthy like thing. Like you, I've never seen that happen ever. Um, no, I haven't practiced that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that insane. But like knowing that that's even possible um and adding that to like a highlight reel makes it insane like that's the thing that teams are looking for uh-huh so yeah that's what a frag video is you're looking for the most insane like bits and pieces to really highlight in a full video um and just show it off like usually it is for one player but um if it is just like, you know, May Melee only, you you have your window to work with. I didn't even know this was a, an opportunity, like, that they had... Like, I didn't even know that this was a thing that they were doing until, like, after the May Melee. I don't think they advertised it all that much. Did you hear about it at all? No, I, I didn't hear about this, period. Um, I, I feel like it would have been better. Like, maybe, maybe it was on... Like the the Overwatch like Twitter page or something, but um, 
honestly, if it was pushed a little bit more, they might have a lot more, you know, uh, engagement and more submissions to work with. Well, it happened. Maybe they'll do one for the uh, summer tournament that they're doing now, the summer showdown. So if you are a video editor and you want to try to win some money for editing Overwatch videos, keep your eyes out on that. Um, a couple more stories for you. Um, May was added to Heroes of the Storm as a character. Uh, she got her, she got a new skin on there as a, it's a bear pajama suit, which actually looks really cool. Um, people, it's not going to be in Overwatch, at least for now. We don't know in the future because they've done that before with, um, Genji and D.Va with their, some of their skins. Um, but she has a bunch of different, uh, abilities that she doesn't have in Overwatch. She has, let's see. She has a snowball. Yeah, she has, um... She has a sl- an icicle slide. She has an avalanche. Uh, she has her ice wall, which she does have in Overwatch. She has her uh, cryo freeze. She has a different snowblind ability, and yeah, I mean, I I didn't even know that Heroes of the Storm was still a thing. I thought they kind of forgot about it until literally right now. Yeah, I I did too. I thought Heroes of the Storm was actually done with development because I remember the day where they said like, you know what, we're we're going to stop working on this game and i was like oh okay that's kind of that's kind of weird but um yeah i do agree like when it comes to skins in my opinion there's a lot of skins from heroes of the storm that need to need to come over to overwatch like they need to come over like a year or two ago like for real the like zarya hasn't had a really solid skin and she has a cyber ninja one in heroes of the storm it just looks so nice. Doesn't Diva uh, have a demon one, or is that just fan art? That's fan art, but there wow. is okay. But this is just you know my anime nerd like showing through. But Diva has Neon Genesis Evangelion skins in uh, Heroes of the Storm, where it's just literally like mech recolors and like suit recolor. But just knowing that it is so good, like just as a like as a concept like that was just a really cool thing to have um yeah but like yeah i wish we got those reskins over over here i know you know genji and tracer also have some skins in that game uh that would be really nice to have in overwatch i'm I'm just very surprised the heroes of the storm is still a thing like it's really cool that they're bringing in may um she, it, it's cool seeing the um the potential that she has like abilities that she doesn't have in our game that she has there because like ice powers are are a big thing like look at mortal Kombat. you've got sub-zero just doing all this crazy stuff with ice so uh congrats to heroes of the storm i guess you're you're not dead yet which i don't know does that signal that even when people say overwatch is officially dead they're still going to be cranking out content for it are people still going to be playing it um We'll see if a Blizzard does. Um, but speaking of skins, uh, the Sinatra MVP skin has finally been released. Uh, there were some uh, there was some speculation on the internet a couple of days ago. There was a video or or a leak that was share uh, that was shared that had some images of the skin, but it was like really dark and really blurry. People were like, oh my god, it's an alien skin, and that leak was correct. It's an alien Zarya skin, a 
according to the developers, they called it an alien old Hollywood FBI theme, which is just them not wanting to say, yeah, we took this from Men in Black. Um, the eyes glow and they blink sideways, sideways, which I think is a really cool um, detail that they put in. The tentacles glow. She's got tentacles on her head and she's got like two that hang into her face and they glow based on how much charge she gets. Um, the championship and MVP patches are on her right arm. Again, I, I really don't understand why they're they're doing this, but the dev- the the developers said that they're going for more subtle details when it comes to the skin. I don't really know why they're going for subtlety. Like this is a celebration of Sinatra. I'm not sure why they went alien. Maybe he has a, a thing for uh, men in black. Maybe he really likes her. He just likes aliens and suits and stuff. But I don't know what's their their fascination with subtle details. I, I think they should be more out proud and loud with the the nods and the references to who Sinatra is as a person and a player. Like with Jonak, like he his name has something to do with octopi. So they made it very octopus related. That's not a subtle skin. That's a, a very thematically bold skin, and I currently think it's one of the best skins in the game. I didn't have Overwatch League tokens to get it at the time, but I definitely would have. Um, so as a San Francisco Shock fan, as someone who's watched Sinatra for a while, as someone who plays Zarya, what are your thoughts, Kevin? Uh, honestly, like I'm on the wall with this. Like I do like the whole men in black theme. I think it was pretty cool. Uh, like Sinatra is known for pushing the alien thing as like kind of a theme on his stream personally uh-huh. um so that's why he has that and him and space are good friends i don't know if that's the joke um but honestly like i do agree with you like the subtlety of the the skin makes no sense like if you wanted to really like push to have you know have a character who has more going for them like make sure that you you show us that that is sinatra like that if, if instead of the we saw the two trophies that they put on you know their sleeve right on uh on zarya's right arm right but her left arm is the one that has the tattoo right so if you take that off like imagine if they kept the alien thing right they tore off one of the sleeves and on her sleeve, it said 150 K, which is the amount of money that the San Francisco shock paid for him for his contract. That would have been, that would have been a good like nod, like even bigger nod, or even if it just said SF or had like the SF shock logo on it, it would have been way cooler. Um, But yeah, there's just a lot of things that like, it's not crowd pleasing in my opinion. Like there's a lot of, cool aspects of the skin but it's not gravitating enough for me to buy it okay that was my next question is if you want we'd get it like i feel like it's good to to have that option to get it but it's like i don't know if it's unique enough for me to really want to get it you know saving up the tokens for the summer game skin now then yeah, I, I'm hoping for like a really sick summer games skin. Um, I I hope that they they do something cool. Like just 
give me Reinhardt and a Speedo and we got a deal. Uh, I mean, I think that they're going to go tank this year anyway because last couple years it's been two DPS, then two healers, and now it, hopefully two tanks. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that we get some high-level summer game stuff. And, you know, this year would have been the one where we had, you know, the 2020 Olympics. Like, it would be cool if they nodded to Hanzo and Genji in that way. But, um, you know, you can save it for 2021 when it actually happens. See, the thing about watching the reveal video is Sinatra didn't seem the most excited about it, honestly. Like, he seemed very subdued by it. I think, like, he had... Like, if it was me, I feel like I would have had better um, better expectations considering, like, how how good the Jonak one was. And then kind of got this. Like, I don't think it's the ugliest skin in the game. I definitely don't think it's it's that bad. It does remind me if you if you've seen Men in Black in the very first movie, um, there's a, a scene where an alien gets born in a car, and then Will Smith's character is being thrown around. It looks like this care that care that alien baby got like it looks like that alien baby grew up, became part of Men in Black, and now is a Zarya looking Men in Black player or person or whatever agent. That's the word agent. Um. But I mean, I don't think he didn't seem the most excited. But like, what if you are, like, what if you're Sinatra? Are you obliged to use this skin now whenever you play on stream? Like, what if you don't use this skin? I mean, you don't have to, but I feel like, you know, I know I know Jonak rocked his skin because he he really liked his skin. We um, all like the Jonak skin. Yeah, we we all thought the Jonak skin was pretty sick. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, it, it's really up to Sinatra. We're not the ones who make that call anymore. He probably he probably will get it for free. I don't I don't think that's a. I would hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna make this skin, and uh, based on you, you still gotta pay for it. <laughs> the American I can, way. I can see that happening, sadly. Okay, so um, moving on to I think what is. My last thing of it that I have for the news thing is uh, we did get patch notes today. Um, some of them were based on the most recent experimental card. Like Genji got a buff. His shurikens do 30 damage instead of 28. The spread of his secondary fire is reduced from 12 to 9. And his deflect now lasts 2 seconds instead of 1.5 seconds. And it can be manually canceled, which gives you a lot more fake out and utility with it. Hanzo's storm arrows were buffed from 60 to 70. Um, Echo's focusing beam range was reduced from 20 meters to 16 meters, which, I mean, that's good, but I still do think they need to nerf her sticky bombs. I think they're still way too strong, and you get them way too fast. Um, and and this, is, this is my favorite uh, patch notes so far. Arisa had a change that increased the sound effect volume for Halt. Because that was really something that needed fixing. I yeah, guess. you know, it wasn't it wasn't loud enough. Uh, it, we we needed to make it like you know, breaking the sound barrier loud. <laughs> um, yeah, it. I mean, the changes are nice and all. Like, I don't think the changes to Genji is gonna make them any more viable. But I mean, I could be wrong. These little changes could be enough to bring them back. Um, 
I mean, Obviously, we saw this I'm weekend how, how effective Nanoblade still is, so... Yeah. Maybe. So, it could build up quicker. Um, There were also just a, a huge amount of bug fixes and, and stuff like that. Like, you can look online to see the full list of them, but there's stuff like for Sombra, it fixes a bug where she could sometimes hack people when they started an ability that would prevent hacking, like Wraithform or Meteor Strike. There's a lot of workshop fixes, so if, if you're more interested in bugs like that you can go check out the uh, patch notes online i do agree with you kevin i don't think that these are going to change the meta in a significant way we might see a little bit more genji play um but i don't think that we're going to see much more of hanzo and i i don't think that the nerf to echo really reduces her viability all that much i still think that she's still overpowered until you nerf those sticky bombs yeah, like I, I understand, you know, beam range. Sometimes you just don't want to get tapped from halfway across the map. But at the same time, yeah, sticky bomb range, like yeah, I, I understand it's like a lob kind of deal. She um, has no fall off. Yeah, it has no fall off. That's a, that's the worst part of it. Um, like the second that it sticks to something like you're pretty much gone at that point. As the primary Reinhardt for my team. Oh, by the way, for my team, we won our first map officially. We didn't win the Yay. match. We won it. We lost it three to one, but we almost took a second map. Except our our comms broke. Like literally, like pe- some people on the team couldn't hear my my plays that I was calling. Um, so we weren't as um. We weren't as together. And um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um coordinated we weren't as coordinated as we could have but even with that we like still we pushed it pretty far but eh, yeah that um what was i saying uh, don't worry I'm, I'm shooting you links right now to some of the heroes of the storm skins that i thought were like, oh that's a that could have happened right like you were right there was a zerg style uh diva skin um just like you know subtle nods like yeah, you know, there's, they they have a Genji set which makes them more cybernetic. Uh, there's one that makes them look literally like Master Chief. I understand, you know, you can't you can't put that in, but you could uh, you got at least a reference to it. I mean, these are really cool. Including those skins in Overwatch would be like again a way to get people playing Heroes of the Storm again. Also a way to get people interested in Overwatch again because those are some really sick skins. Um, Kevin sent me a bunch of them on on Messenger, and they're high quality. But I remembered what I was saying. I was saying that as the my team's Reinhardt, I keep getting melted down by these echoes um, because her sticky bombs are too strong, and they keep finding me in the back. And there's no fall off damage, or no no fall off at all for range or damage. So um, nerf echo, please, please nerf yeah, echo. I, I hope that she just gets to. Well, I don't. I don't wish this upon anyone, but like. You know what happened to Brig? <laughs> I just I don't know if it's gonna be the same thing happening again. Um, yeah, I just hope that Echo is still somewhat viable at a point uh, and doesn't just become you know sitting in the back gaining dust and then like the one week they ban you know their secondary healer they have to bring in Brig or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, Echo's banned in the league, at least, for these two weeks. Um, we'll get that more into that in the gameplay section. But 
yeah, we'll see what how that nerf to her develops. See if it actually does do anything. I don't personally think so, but um, you're gonna have to wait for the actual gameplay for that. Uh, anything you want to talk about, Kevin? Uh, not really. I just hope that uh, you know, if you guys enjoy Overwatch, continue you know playing it, support the local scenes. Um, I know. Okay, I could I could probably announce this now. Uh, I don't I don't think yeah. There's no NDA uh yet, but uh, I'm supposed to go back to Overwatch on July 11th. Um. There's a small tournament that I have been requested uh, to help out on. So I might Ooh. be casting a couple more Overwatch games then. Um, but once again, if you guys want to catch me, I will be on Team Liquid's Twitch channel on Thursday and Saturday. And then on Friday and Sunday, I will be on uh, San Francisco State's uh, eSports Twitch page for Valorant. Um, but yeah it, it's kind of a kind of a cool thing i hope that we get more you know involvement coming into the next seasons um we'll see how overwatch league handles itself you know obviously with uh we have the summer showdown coming around the corner as well so uh lot, lot to look forward to good luck with that and it's great seeing how the esports field is still thriving even without uh, being able to be in person and do things um, going back to the opportunity missed but um, at least it's still going well thanks everybody for tuning into our news segment please check into our gameplay segment where we're going to go into everything that is the return of the overwatch league for these new summer showdown tournament um, please stay safe guys and uh, keep playing overwatch see you next week Next week, we cover the second week of Summer Showdown qualifiers and see all of the new rosters in action. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.